0: Hello, welcome to The Ons War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and today is a really exciting day because we've got our first bit of news about the new General's Handbook for Age of Sigmar. And there's some pretty spicy information straight off the bat. Now, uh, they have told us in an article, which we're going to go through in a moment, exactly what is in that General's Handbook or most of what's in that general's handbook um but there are some kind of key points that i'm going to bring out for you there are 12 new battle plans which is fun um especially as a lot of the current battle plans suck uh there are also going to be four command traits for your andorian locuses so imagine replacing galician champions for andorian locuses which are wizards and we'll talk more about that in a minute two new core battalions so there's probably one that's pro wizards and one that's anti-wizards uh, six, grand, six new grand strategies and eight new battle tactics as well. Also, they've said that the this General's Handbook will exist for a year and not six months like previous General's Handbooks. And some people are really keen on that. Some people are not as keen on that. We'll see how everyone feels as we lead up to Christmas. But don't forget this General's Handbook that exists for a year is also going to run parallel with our kind of end of edition narrative called the Dawnbringer Crusade. I think we've heard that there are going to be four books for that process uh, with a bunch of different uh, heroes being released and different units being released alongside those narrative books, which will also have an effect on match play. The General's Handbook is normally a match play book, so it gives us all our ways to play, but pretty much everyone uses the General's Handbook in some way. The General's Handbook will also be accompanied by uh, a digital points update uh, that you'll probably see for lots of the different armies as well, uh, as we see in our uh, quarterly balance updates that are called Battle Scroll Updates. So I think that's kind of everything. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. It's not called the Dawnbringer Crusade. The narrative is called the Harbingers. Uh, no, it is the Dawnbringer narrative series, and the first book is called Harbingers. So they'll probably all come out at the same time. So it's going to be a huge amount of info. Okay, so what's the background? Let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, Because it's actually quite exciting. Uh, So the Mortal Realms are on the cusp of change. The Seraphon have returned with a renewed vitality and Sigmar's Dawnbringer Crusades now forge their way into the dark to reclaim lands lost to the forces of chaos, carrying the blazing torch of civilization with them. This is obviously also going to come out somewhere near the release of the Cities of Sigmar books as well, which is going to be really fun. Uh, Bearing Sigmar's light is no easy task, and those attempting to claim a foothold in Gur face resistance from savage beasts, ambitious rivals, and even the land itself. So Age of Sigmar 3 has been located in one of the eight realms in Age of Sigmar called the Realm of Gur, or the Realm of Beasts. Uh, We've been in different parts of that realm, um, and currently, or the current GHB, we are underground in some caves. Uh, So we have emerged from the claustrophobic tunnels of Galette, so those are the caves that we're in, into the icy tundras of... Andor. Now it's spelled A N D T O R. I think the T is probably silent, so I'm just going to call it Andor for now, because that's fun. Uh, where sorcery runs rampant. So it turns out that this GHP is probably going to be all about wizards. In this inhospitable waste, frozen landmasses crack and reform, revealing locuses of amber magic to harness realm gates to seize and resources to harvest. Okay, this Harshland is a setting for the next season of Warhammer SIGMAR competitive play, which runs for an entire year. So there's our one year confirmed rumor. Um, Some people have said uh, in the chat, and I think it's a fair point, why do the six months and then switch it to a year? I think there's loads of reasons, but probably the main reason is it wasn't selling very well a book that's released that is pretty threadbare I would I've often told people not to buy the General's Handbook because it's normally just six uh, sorry 12 battle plans the last one was just the same six as the previous one with six new ones and then a couple of additional rules I don't really feel like it's worth it if it was buried inside of a big book that was a campaign book with loads of additional narrative pictures and other stuff then maybe I'd little be a little bit more inclined to pick it up but it's quite a small book it's a very expensive book um that doesn't really that doesn't last especially for six months even at a year i wouldn't pick up a general's handbook personally um but anyway this is the rules inside of it uh the important change in format is it means a new season is double the length of the previous seasons this book will go to match uh, will be the go-to match play resource for twice as long this also means for everyone keeping track this is going to take us up to aos4 which will be next summer um which is pretty exciting, which I think we've had confirmed as being Skaven versus uh, Stormcast. So that's AOS 4 next, um, so next year. And so this will be our match resource up until AOS 4 next year, and will run parallel with that Dawnbringer series of books. I think there are four books for that. Um, so pretty fun. And the pictures are Gaunt Summer on the front, which is cool. Uh, the general handbook uh, pitch battles 2023 to 24 concentrates on the wizards who seek to profit from the primeval magic that suffuses Andor, as well as those who hunt them down by using nullstone artifacts to weather their empowered and unbridled spellcasting. So loads of spells, okay? And wow! So while this isn't all of the rules, there's some pretty spicy stuff in this battle pack. Your wizards, uh, your wizard heroes with a wounds characteristic of nine or less. So you have to be a hero. So that's a keyword that you'll find on your war scroll at the bottom um, and need to have a wounds characteristic. Uh, they also need to have the wizard keyword. So two keywords need to be on their war scroll and they have a wounds characteristic of nine or less on their data sheet and who are not unique. So a unique unit would be like a named character. So Shalaxy, if you're running uh, techlist is another one, although both of those are too many wounds. Uh, so uh, if we can think of a, uh, a mounted wizard or like a, a named wizard, Um, then that would be one that wouldn't be able to be a Andorian Locus. Um, And so if they're not unique, if they've got less than nine wounds, if they're a hero, and if they're a wizard, yeah, then they are an Andorian Locus. Uh, Each round, the player who's going second in the turn can pick one hero to take advantage of the swelling magic in the game uh, with optimal focus. So this is an ability uh, that you can get. If they're an Andorian Locus, they can cast and unbind an extra spell that round. So if they're an Andorian Locus, then... So basically, if you're going second in a turn, you choose one of your heroes. If they're an Andorian Locus, which is, as we've talked about, a wizard that's a hero with less than nine wounds that's not unique, then they can cast and unbind an extra spell during that battle round. If they're not an Andorian Locus, then you can get an extra command point but only that hero can use that command point so really useful on your general okay players may also harness the primal magic of andor earning special dice which can be used to boost for casting unbinding and dispelling roles they haven't described in the article how this works yet this is pretty pretty savage especially for the really good spell casting armies uh, wizards be warned. However, taming the feral magic of Gur comes at the risk of a primal miscast. So again, they haven't talked about what that primal miscast is. This obviously won't affect uh, won't affect other wizards um, that are potentially going to use the primal magic. Uh, so like techlist is probably going to be able to just avoid that. Uh, An Andorian Locust can also cast uh, from the Law of Primal Frost instead of picking a spell from their usual selection. Such wizards might uh, such wizards might all their comrades' weapons with biting hoarfrost, which is one of the spells, completely changing their to-hit, wound, or rend characteristic. And this is legitimately a crazy spell. I imagine there's going to be either three or six spells in the Law of primal Frost. So this is pretty huge for spellcasting armies being given three additional spells to add in, especially if they're buff spells, is going to be really big. But this spell, Hoarfrost, is going to change the shape of competitive Age Sigma on its own. Hoarfrost is a spell that has a casting value of eight, so it's very difficult to cast and a range of 12 inches if successfully cast you pick one front unit wholly within range and visible to the caster and you pick one melee weapon profile on that unit's war scroll so one melee weapon and then you roll a d3 change the to hit the to wound or the rend characteristic of that melee weapon to match the result until the start of the next hero phase they also give you an example. For example, if you roll a 2, you can change either the to hit characteristic to a 2+, the to wound characteristic to a 2+, or give them Ren 2. So rolling a d3, um, pretty risky, because obviously it could be a 1. Now, rolls of a 1 will always fail, so that's really important to remember. But this is going to massively change the shape of Age of sigma. You're going to be able to take units that previously didn't hit very well and make them hit on 2s. Uh, you are going to be able to have units at rend 3 who previously had no rend or in the case of something like i don't know like a Mortec guard you can have them up to rend 3 and then still you because it changes the characteristic have an ability to do their command ability bludgeon which gives them an additional pip of rend so changing the characteristic is actually really big because you can still apply modifiers on top of those characteristics. I mean, wounding on twos is also really great as well. There's lots of units in the game that like hit quite well but don't wound overly well. Um, uh, very, very... Like, there's going to be... And I would love to, if you're watching this video, leave in the comments below on YouTube all of the combos. What units do you want to have like plus like hitting on twos or wound on twos or be able to give Ren three? That's what I want to hear from you. Give me all your good spicy combos uh, in the YouTube comments because I've only just got this information and I want to know all of the best ones that you've got because it's going to be so good, right? Yeah, squigs with a bajillion attacks hitting on twos. There's a good example. Uh, I think that that's really good. Squig Hoppers with Ren three. That's another good one as well. Like there's going to be some really great ones. So I really want to know what your thoughts are on this. This is going to be massive. And obviously the first thing you go to is like Zinch, because Zinch are going to be able to automatically cast this spell using Destiny dice, which is pretty scary. Um, and in addition to that, uh, you they uh, they won't be able to rig or use their Destiny dice for the D3 roll. So it's still a it's still a chance that it doesn't go your way, but very interesting very very interesting armies without any spellcasters can take nullstone adornments so these are going to just be artifacts and upgrades that will be unique to this battle pack uh the hand carved nullstone icon is one such enhancement allowing heroes to unbind spells or dispel and end spell with a chance of unbinding another each time they succeed um and then we've got, uh, we it describes what it does. The bearer can attempt to unbind one spell or attempt to dispel one other spell in the enemy hero phase in the same manner as a wizard. Each time the bearer successfully unbinds a spell or dispels another spell using this ability, the bearer can attempt to unbind one additional spell in that phase. <sighs> Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Uh, So, unbinding an extra spell is really good, casting an extra spell is actually really good for a lot of armies. Lots of uh, wizards in Age of Sigma, if you're not aware, are only a one-cast wizard as well. it also goes on to say then that there are 12 brand new battle plans and everything else you'd expect from a general's handbook providing you with a whole year's worth of content for competitive play as well as as with the previous general's handbook you would also find core cool rules and up-to-date profiles for universal endless spells so we might get the uh, universal endless spells have their rules change which would be quite interesting that could change the shape of the game as well spell portal is super important in age Bar. sigmar for some armies and some army archetypes so that'll be really interesting to see um uh, there'll probably be more spells in here as well maybe we'll see some direct damage spells i know like a spell that you cast on a 12 that does 46 more wounds i can't i can't imagine something like that probably because that would be crazy insane um so you might see stuff like that there's going to be loads of uh stuff in there and it's looking very interesting if this is one of those times, though, where I'm also interested how you all feel about the fact that this is going to last for a year because wizard armies are going to get a very natural bonus. Uh, are you running Bone Reapers and like, I'm only going to play um, uh, Null Myriad, which has a 2-plus spell ignore for the rest um, of the year, and then that you're quite pigeonholed because of all of the spellcasting that might happen? Uh, do you run a spellcasting army and you're really interested in um, in being able to use these abilities. So I think I think it's quite divisive because everyone had Galician champions Mainly not Gargans um, had Galician champions uh, Not everyone had sharpshooters, but uh, this is going to be one of those really interesting ones where it's the magic users versus the non-magic units But they have users, but they have produced corn as an example OCR bone Reapers as an example as armies that are going to be able to uh, avoid at least the direct damage spells or the debuff spells that can be cast but they aren't going to be able to avoid the hoarfrost frost spell uh which is going to make some units into blender units which weren't previously which is really interesting so please do let me know what you think i'd love to know um uh, what your thoughts are i'm live right now with everyone on the twitch chat talking about it so i'd be interested uh, in what they are going to say as well um and if you do enjoy the content i make you can support us on patreon thanks very much